One thing Republicans are terrible at, just terrible at, is supporting their own agenda. And you realize the Democrats, they are great at it. I mean, the Democrats, they stick together. Green New Deal, stupidest thing we've ever heard. Thing sounds moronic, like a kid wrote it. Whatever, we're all for it. But when it comes to the wall, Republicans are going to sink their own ship because you know what? You've got virtue signaling rhinos. And then you've got libertarians like Rand Paul and Justin Amash. Justin Amash, who votes the wrong way on almost every bill that's put in front of him, voted against Kate's Law voted against concealed carry in other states, against concealed carry, uh, voted in favor of legalized sex trafficking to protect sexting teens, and is now, of course, voting against Trump's emergency declaration for a border wall. Uh, you know, libertarians, when it comes to vocalizing freedom about sex and drugs, people like Justin Amash, they're as eager as ever. But when it comes time to finally show up to the table on something that really, really matters, i.e. protecting our border so that, you know, you can protect freedom for every American, they cozy up to the left. Uh, voting your principles is great when it comes to hair braiding reform and collecting rainwater, whatever other issues they care about. But what about when it really matters? Because guess what? You're not going to have any freedom without a border, all right? I, right now, you guys are actually voting against those principles because you are preventing the president from carrying out his constitutionally delegated authority to protect our national security. Trump absolutely, absolutely has the authority to declare a national emergency for a border wall, and anyone who says he doesn't simply doesn't know what they're talking about. All right, hello and welcome to the White House Brief. I am your humble correspondent, John Miller. Now remember, you can get White House Brief as a podcast in iTunes, Google Play, Omni, or wherever you get your podcast, it's gonna be there. Just search White House Brief Podcast if you wanna listen on the way to work, or even at work now you can. Subscribe to it, rate it, and review it. All right, so we're talking Rand Paul, who is of course the latest to join the opposition to building a border wall via a national emergency, a national emergency declaration. But first, a message from our sponsor. It's March which probably means if you've made a New Year's resolution, if you made one in January, you're probably failing at it now because let's face it, 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by February or March. And weight loss, weight loss resolutions are probably the worst. You know, you told yourself you're going to be healthy and fit and skinny, and now you're back crushing pizza and burgers. I mean, how many times have you been, like, because I know I have, how many times have you been like, you know what, if there was only something that made me not hungry? Well, now there is. Now there is a product called Riduzone that helps you lose weight by boosting your metabolism and curbing your appetite. So you literally, you literally just won't be hungry. It's not a stimulant. You're not going to feel weird or jittery. It simply sends a signal to your brain that you're full. And it does it by using an ingredient called OEA, something your body already makes. OEA. It's natural. But to get this much OEA, you'd literally have to drink a half a bottle of olive oil, which obviously you're, you're, you're not going to do. But... You can still get it in a single capsule of Riduzone. It is the first and only FDA-accepted dietary supplement of OEA, and you can stop craving all of that food that's making you fat. Uh, if you want to lose weight in a healthy way, this is the way to do it. Use Riduzone. Right now, they're running a 30% off a three-month supply. You can get it by using promo code MILLER to get the discount. Go to Riduzone.com. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Riduzone.com, boosting your metabolism for a slimmer you. All right, so Rand Paul. Rand Paul joining Susan Collins, who, I mean, Susan Collins, she is a disaster. She is wrong 
so wrong so often. She shocks the nation when she's right. Shocks the nation when she does the right thing. I mean, she, she'll get accolades simply for not screwing something up big time. I mean, you guys remember Kavanaugh? It was, like a, it was like a Christmas miracle. Oh, Susan Collins, she did the right thing, and she got all this praise simply because she didn't join the craven liberals who were out for blood. So congratulations, Susan Collins. You believe in due process. That's progress for a rhino. Now, Rand Paul is joining her and joining Murkowski and joining Tom Tillis. Uh, let me just say this to Rand. If you are voting with these chumps, you are on the wrong side of the issue. Now, it's not exactly surprising Rand Paul would come out against this because he has opposed the president on other important issues like repealing Obamacare, the Obamacare light thing, Trump's picks for the CIA, remember that, and uh, foreign policy, he's opposed the president frequently. I mean, we're actually lucky we got Rand on board for the tax cuts, which he also initially was against. Now, because of Rand Paul, the Senate probably has enough votes to pass a resolution blocking, blocking Trump's national emergency declaration. I mean, the, the thing is, this is a waste of everyone's time because the minute this thing gets to the president desk, president's desk, want to know what's going to happen? It's going to receive a big, giant veto stamp. That's what's going to happen. And so that's the end of that. Now, Senator Paul says, quote, I can't vote to give the president the power to spend money that hasn't been appropriated by Congress. Well, it has been appropriated by Congress, appropriated money to the Department of Defense. And the president has discretion over how that money is spent. In fact, that's how it's always worked. Writing at the Washington Examiner, attorney Devin Watkins explains, the very first appropriations bill put almost no limits on how the money would be spent outside the department it was assigned to. And likewise, this authorization by Congress is constitutional. Congress gave the president this power. They gave him emergency powers. They literally set it up with the National Emergencies Act of 1976. But before we even get to that, Let's not forget that the president has inherent executive powers from Article 2 of the United States Constitution to stop taking in immigrants at the border. According to the Supreme Court, the exclusion of aliens is a fundamental, fundamental act of sovereignty. The right to do so stems not alone from legislative powers, but is inherent in the executive power to control the foreign affairs of the nation, to control the foreign affairs of the United States of America. I mean, these guys, they care so much about our founding, right? Well, during our founding, in the first 100 years of the country, immigration was entirely controlled by diplomatic correspondence through the State Department. That's how they did it during the founding. The president also has authority dele delegated from Congress to control immigration. The Immigration Nationality Act allows the president, if he finds that the entry of aliens or of any class of aliens into the United States would be detrimental to the interest of the United States, and I think we can all agree it is the president can suspend all forms of immigration for such period as he shall deem necessary. Well, how do you suspend immigration if you can't control who's coming in? You all know now, because we've shared with you the expertise from Customs and Border Protection, that a physical barrier is the best way to do that. That's how you control who's coming in. But Congress, for purely political reasons, doesn't care. Uh, that, I mean, that in and of itself that should be the emergency, that our elected officials no longer care about keeping the American people safe from foreign invaders. And speaking of emergencies, finally, the president, of course, has emergency powers in, from the Emergency Powers Act 1976. In 1976, Congress conferred upon the president the power to handle emergencies like this. The National Emergencies Act of 76 allows the president to use the emergency powers that Congress gave him, all right, 
And we have other statutes that give the president additional emergency powers. A report by the Congressional Research Service states, under the powers delegated by such statutes, the president may seize property, organize, and control the means of production. I mean, this is a lot of power, remember, only in situations of emergency. He can seize commodities, assign military forces abroad, institute martial law, seize and control all transportation and communication, relegate the operation of private enterprise, restrict travel, and in a variety of ways, control the lives of United States citizens. I mean, thanks, Congress, for that. I mean, I think in many ways that goes way too far, even though this is only in the case of emergencies. I understand that. But that's a lot of power for the president. In my opinion, too much for some, some, some of those things. But building a border barrier for the sake of our defense, that is a uniquely federal governmental responsibility. I mean, that is what our federal government is for. If you believe that the federal government should not be doing anything but this one thing, our national security is it. Now, the president will obviously need to make a case by proving that the open border is an emergency given all the chaos and the death and the violence and the drug problems related to it not being secure. But uh, this is not an abuse of power. Plenty of presidents have used this national emergency power all the time. 58 national emergencies have been declared and 31 are annually renewed and still currently in effect. And most of the time, they go unchallenged by the courts. I mean, Obama, Obama declared swine flu. Swine flu, a national emergency. Now, I don't remember hearing these senators complain that Congress didn't authorize the Department of Health and Human Services to specifically spend money on swine flu. I mean, where were these people complaining about that national emergency? And, and that was far less severe than the disaster we're seeing on our border. I mean, how, how many people died from swine flu? A thousand? How many people died in 2017 from the drugs alone, most of which you know are smuggled in by the Mexican drug cartels? How many people died from that? 72,000. 1,000 versus 72,000. I mean, math was never my thing, but I think we can all figure out which one is more urgent. In fact, Democrats, they used to acknowledge the dangers of drug trafficking, the, of the trafficking problem coming from Latin America, and even supported policies that would curb it. Even the Democrats acknowledge the drug problem is a national emergency. Bill Clinton, Slick Willie, he declared a national emergency in 1995 to deal with the Colombian drug trafficking. And guess what? Barack Obama, he renewed it. And this is a quote from Obama. He said, quote, drug lords continue to pose an unusual and extraordinary threat to the national security, foreign policy, and economy of the United States and cause an extreme level of violence, corruption, and harm in the United States and abroad. I mean, whoa, he almost sounds like Trump there. But yet you didn't hear a peep from these Republican senators then or each and every year that it has since been renewed. Didn't hear a word from them. But now some of them are leading the charge to fight Trump's emergency declaration, not just voting for it. They are leading the charge. They are actively working to thwart it. Justin Amash co-sponsored the bill to stop Trump's national emergency declaration to fund a border wall. Justin Amash is, of course, the libertarian wunderkind who voted against concealed carry rights. Concealed carry right reciprocity, that means you can use your concealed carry license in other states. He doesn't think you should be allowed to do that. You know, he loves the Bill of Rights, loves the Constitution so much that he didn't realize it had a Second Amendment. He voted against removing criminal alien gang members, against it. He voted against Kate's Law. He voted against allowing states and victims to fight online sex trafficking. He voted against a bill that would prohibit producing or knowingly transmitting kitty porn. He voted against it. 
Now, his argument is that the bill made it possible for an overzealous prosecutor to go after teens for sexting. But just offer an amendment, dude. Don't vote against the whole thing. Now, I'm convinced the Amash rule is to find out what the most reasonable vote on an issue is and then do the exact opposite. So Amash, he says, quote, a national emergency declaration for a non-emergency. Oh, it's a non-emergency. He said a non-emergency is void. Oh, it's not an emergency. It's apparently just not an emergency. You know, just tens of thousands of people dead. Not an emergency. Gang violence riddling our cities. And, you know, because it spreads up to our metropolitan areas. Like Chicago goes up there. Gang violence. Cartels chopping off people's heads at the border. Not an emergency. Little girls getting raped left and right. This is not a national emergency. It's a, it's a manufactured emergency is what it is. Trump made it up. Now, in addition to the other provisions I've already mentioned that authorize the president to declare the emergency and build the wall, federal regulations also allow the president to declare an immigration emergency to deal with a, quote, influx of aliens, which either is of such magnitude or exhibits such other characteristics that effective administration of immigration laws of the United States is beyond the existing capabilities of immigration authorities in the affected area or areas. And the basis for this includes likelihood of continued growth in the magnitude of the influx, rising criminal activity. Does any of this sound familiar? As well as high demands on law enforcement agencies and other circumstances. Hmm. Well, where have we, where have we seen that? Oh, I seem to remember a few caravans storming the border. Now, forget the rhino Republicans because they're, they're useless, all right? They, I mean, they're Democrats. They're Democrats. But libertarians, they are supposed to believe in limited government, the least amount of government necessary to preserve maximum freedom. Well, how can you preserve freedom if you do not protect the border that separates us from a world that largely does not believe in freedom? Uh, we, we need to make sure the people coming in understand our Constitution, love our Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and don't try to ruin, ruin the freedom the rest of us have a right to enjoy by violating our sovereignty. If there's one job for the federal government, it is national defense. And what is more essential for national defense than blocking the most dangerous people from getting into the country? Congress, they have neglected that duty, and that in and of itself should be considered the emergency. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief Podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.